very excited about what we're doing with our in-season out-season. Um, we, um, um, can we have the next um, We're going to split our in-season out-season into three um, um, slots or three teaching sessions. Tonight is going to be the foundational service. Um, and we're going to have um, Rudy come up and the Kaiser come up, Tidu come up, and they're going to share about them how the scriptures and the studies really help them to see that um, being a Christian maybe wasn't what they thought it was. Um, but I think that would be very helpful. Um, the foundational studies are really very important. And the reason we're focusing on them tonight is because um, everybody comes from their own individual background. Um, and the goal of the foundational studies, really, and by foundational studies, I mean, can we do a little There is. Um, I'm thinking about Word Discipleship Church, Good News, Grace. I thought we spoke at the end because um, in trying to help our friends, often we're going to either lean on our own biblical understanding, you know, go back and look at something we think will particularly help them, or maybe look at something on the internet. Um, maybe lend a DVD that you have found very helpful and useful. Um, maybe um, encourage them to read a book. I just uh, a good foundation just to get people started. Um, so that really is our goal tonight. Rudy, why don't we get you come up and uh, share a bit about um, how you had to review your foundation. Right, so I can be here for a long time talking about just, you know, how, how I, I experienced the Bible studies. But maybe just for those who do not know exactly my background, is uh, from South, I was, you know, from South Africa, grew, grew up in a, in a religious household, um, went to church, went through confirmation, whole thing. And then I went to university where I, um, sort of, my religion became more partying and socializing. And, and I didn't go to church a lot for many years. Um, I was at university many, many years. So for the first half of that, I really just partied. And, but then it's interesting how God works. Um, it's almost as if this newfound religion of mine started biting me in a, in a, a sort of a sting in the tail because, and I'm calling it a religion, but I, you know, that's, and it's loosely. I, what I mean by that is just, that's really what I thought, you know, made, made me happy. And I started realizing that I will probably end up drinking myself to death if I don't stop at some point. So God really had to wake me up. But then I was sort of not sure, where do I go now? So I was in a res hall at university with loads of different people. Many very religious people. Very religious people and obviously very, very worldly people. I found myself sort of realizing that you know, that I need God. It was clear to me always. Even in the times that I, where I was the most worldly, I knew that I'm not pleasing God, and I knew 
that I'll need to get back to God at some point. So I found myself at this point, where do I go now? Uh, religion was, you know, it's just all over the place in South Africa. Um, and I, but it just feels, seemed very confusing. Who do I listen to? Because there are so many, there are thousands of different churches in South Africa. And, you know, so many different views. So I started reading the Bible myself. I just got an old, old um, translation and, and I started reading it. And when I started, eventually a good friend of mine um, was met and they started studying the Bible. And he, he brought me out and he said, listen, the stuff you talked about, your disillusionment with religion and whole, and whole you've got a point. We've got to get back to the Bible. So, so that's sort of the background. So by the time I, I started studying the Bible, um, it was, it, it really, it's almost as if I've been praying for this, because before that point, I really prayed, God help me understand the truth, help me find the truth, help me find this, I need, I need to find you, but I need to find you the way that you want me to find you, because I could see in the religious people's lives around me, I, there was nothing that appealed, nothing at all, it was all empty words, hypocrisy, it was, people were unreal, I could not relate to them. They were not like real people. They they, they feel felt like facades of something they tried to portray. So when I started studying the Bible, this was really intense for me. So um, getting back to the purpose why I'm here. So if we think about the, the foundational studies, obviously the word study, and then the discipleship and the church. I think the word study was very impactful because for the first time somebody sat me down and said. It's the Bible is the standard, nothing else. And that woke me up. Because up to that point, it felt to me like there are so many opinions. And everybody sort of try and find something that works for them. This helped me to say, no, 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 the Bible, there's one standard. So regarding the discipleship study, coming from a religious background, obviously, um, this, this made a huge impact on me. And I think the first scripture that I would have that's on there is, is the one in, in Acts 11, 26. Um, and, you know, we can read it. Um, it's, well, you know this scripture. It says, that when, uh, And when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. Sorry, this is now Paul looking for, for Barnabas, looking for Saul. So, for a, for a whole year, Barnabas and Saul met with the church and taught great numbers of people. The disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. And so, this was quite interesting because I've never actually looked into this before. But it was clear then when I started looking at the concordance, the word Christian, I think it, it appears like three times, in, depending on the, on the translation, obviously. But it, there are, it's very few, few times that Christian, uh, that Christian is even mentioned. It's more like a nickname. But when you look at disciples, you know the words disciple, and it was clear that, wow, people were first, first disciples. They were just called Christians because they reminded people of Jesus. So that was, that the indications of this was severe for me because I, re I grew up thinking that, okay, you believe in Jesus, you're a Christian. And I, growing up, I knew a lot of Christians, but I knew very few disciples. Mm. Very few. And so in my mind, it was sort of a select, elite group of super committed Christians that I just didn't even find in any of the churches that I went to. But I thought that that is what it must be. The scriptures showed me that no, 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 they, that is not true. There is no distinction. There's no. There's not even supposed to be a sort of a slightly less committed fringe. We're all supposed to be committed Christians. 
And that, those people are called disciples. They are disciples. So that was a, that was a huge impact for me. I mean, th together with this one, John 8, 32, 30, 31, 32, it says to the Jews who believed in Jesus said, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. This scripture has, has probably changed me on a deep level, a lot more than any other, because I had, to, I had to really accept this, that just my faith in Jesus is never going to be enough. Just my belief in Jesus. Faith without the obedience, without holding on to Jesus' teachings, isn't really faith. It's a fuzzy-wuzzy belief, which, which, which is not what Jesus is expecting from us, what his body wants. And then Luke, Luke 9.23, I think this one as well, it says, um, Jesus said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciples uh, must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. And, and the picture that I've got here, and if you read these passages, is that there are literally thousands of people walking with Jesus. And it's almost as if he's constantly trying to whittle the numbers down. He is not flattered by our attendance at church. He's not flattered by our saying we follow him. He is, he comes and he says, he, he lays down a, re a requirement. And it's really important and it's very good for our hearts. Because if we do not accept this, then we are just fooling ourselves. And, and so for me, this, is, this was, a, was a huge turning point to realize that, you know, Jesus, you know, I, don't, I, I, may, I do him no favors by believing in him, by following him. It's me. I need to understand what an incredible privilege it is to follow Jesus. And so Jesus says to everyone, he says, if anyone, if anyone, just one, if anyone wants to follow me, he must deny himself. And so this is also, I think, very important. And I think what's really important about these foundational studies, I just need to say that, is that this is not a recipe. This is not, here's a bunch of scriptures, yeah. read them, accept them, obey them, and then you're a Christian. The whole purpose of this is to really, really deal with our hearts. Mm. And, and I don't know, maybe you have, I've studied well with many people, and you can see whether they are changing or not. You can see the response. You can see whether the scriptures is really getting into their hearts and changing them or not. It's, it's unfortunately very sad to see when it doesn't happen. But for me, this, this was really cru crucial to realize that, that, that my heart needs to be in line with what the scriptures say. It's, it's not about how I feel. It's not about my opinion. It's not about, you know, what did I write here? Let me see. I said, it's not just enough. Um, I'm sorry, I did write something. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so it's not about how I feel about it. It's not about what my opinion is. is. It's, it's really about what the scriptures say. You know, whether I am following that. Um, so that, that was, I think I'll stop there. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Rudy. Religious background. So I had plenty of different um, background. So, I, first of all, I was in a Lutheran church where my dad wanted to take us. And that was, of course, the original nice building and all the sacraments and everything. Then my mom was rebellious and then got baptized to Pentecostal church. 
and that was a totally different background. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like my spiritual home. Um, oh, I grew up in there because my cousins were there, and that was that was quite good. But I didn't build the friendships. So when I was 16, and I moved out from my parents' house, so it happened like to Rudy. So the word was so appealing. And so only after a few life challenges happened to my life. And I needed to, I remember that God and the Sunday schools and the prayers and things. And like, if God is there and then he allows all these things to happen to me, so why is that? Mm -hmm. But I needed to kind of like start doing research. And I was going from one church to another, avoiding my mom's church, but then <laughs> knocking on the other churches because I was too proud. And I didn't want anybody to see me that, oh yeah, we knew you are coming back. Uh -huh. um, so, but then from my childhood, so church was kind of like, where there was a priest preaching and you, all the others were sinners. And the childhood memory was kind of like, I was scared of hell and yeah. heaven was something too appealing. Um, so, but then when I started searching, I was like knocking on this door, so I, I found few answers. But it, it's all kind of like too complicated. Um, so it was only when we moved to England, and then the second year here, that Carolina, who is now in Boston, so mentioned the word church, and I'm like, can I come with you? And then we came to this beautiful Bracknell Lesser Center, <laughs> the temple of the world, and the old mirror room, which was even uglier than the one that was just there. But when we opened the door, I felt I came home. So it proves that it's not about the golden building and anything, but it was just like your, you, you people, your love, God's love in you and among you. Um, and then the following week, I went to see my dear friend, or oh, you weren't my friend then, <laughs> but um, I went to see Joe, and, um, and then so we were just discussing about our sins, and we were almost equal. <laughs> um, it was very refreshing to kind of think about that you can be open and honest about your, your stuff. Um, so then um, we, yeah, so Didu was helping my then partner, now husband, just to, so he was tracking us towards church, because church, it, I only realized when we were doing the Bible studies that it's not a building, yeah. it's this community, this is the unity, so brothers and sisters, we are, we make the church. It was quite difficult to, to understand. And then that, yeah, we have rights, but we also have responsibilities. There's not just a high priest preaching, but we all need to do something and we, are respond we need to have personal relationship to God, but then together. And we, we are making the church and how so the song, they know we are Christians, yeah, for our love. So that love that I felt, so I really needed to 
gets more that love and then because God is love so that's easy to just like easy access to the, to the love. So when we were doing the studies with uh, Dylan Joan and Albert and Angela and, and um, Tim and Chevy, so they tried to explain us that yes, what is the church and all of these pieces that we needed to find out. Um, then it's just like yeah we started going to we joined um, their crew and we started going to, to church services in their home. Okay. And then this dentist was just like preaching. I'm like, okay. And then the little children like Alex and Ropsy and Jamie and Ben, they were this hard and they were serving Holy Communion. So then we read Acts 2, 42, 47, where it is. In the middle there. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. Yes, we were at home, but we, we didn't see every day, only three to four times a week. <laughs> so, because we were doing the Bible studies, then twice a week you see a church, and then there was at least one party every week. So, um, so we learned, we learned how to be a church. And then after two years, we started our family group. And then, surprise, services in our home. I'm like, we, normal, or at least ordinary people, we are having church services. Then, yeah, by the God's grace and a little bit of help from you and everybody else, because we didn't have skills, we didn't, we hardly knew Bible, and I didn't speak English. But then, I was able to love, yeah. and then so we were loving and feeding the people, and then the church was growing because people were joining. It was God, just like um, bringing the people. But then again, the community, the I think the the unity, it's a so extraordinary as I haven't felt anywhere else. And then our, my, uh, I have plenty of friends so out of the church, and they always kind of like, why those church people are always so happy? And then, okay, fine, I have a, I have a few scriptures right here. <laughs> um, so church is family. Of course, for us who are uh, coming from different countries, so we don't have our, our own families, but then we need to kind of like, we're so grateful that we have you. Um, so, but it's not always kind of like, only like smiling. But then I remember when we needed to dig in, but it was good that we had friendships, deep friendships. And then I need to feel very safe with Joe, with you, for example, when we were just like studying the Bible and when we went further. If only I kept my mouth closed, all of you would think that I'm pretty nice, good behaving person. But I wasn't, so I had a long list and a major awful uh, thing in my life. And then we need to, I need to be totally open and honest, and then we needed to work through it. And it wasn't once, but it was kind of like again and again and again. But we, as a family, as a friendship, as a church, we were, we were able to, and then God was healing bit by bit. But that was only because we were so close together, um, or at least it, it worked with me. Um, 
and just like if I didn't go that road, if I didn't, um, if I wasn't so honest, and if you weren't so accepting and just like so loving, um, letting me talk and just like being who I was, so nothing would have changed in me. I would have stayed the same. So. So, not my heart, not my mind, not my character, not my behavior. Um, and because there were so, so many things to change, so it, it was a long process. Um, and then, but then with family, with this church. So then the last um, scripture is very um, relevant in this current political climate. <laughs> So, no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens. I felt totally foreigner and stranger when I came here because I didn't speak English at all. Um, even Nora said, Mom, are you really so stupid? I'm, yes, I am. Still six years old. But fellow citizens with God's people. So, it was so big thing for me that I belonged. I just, I was part of here. Yeah. It, it, it was really a big thing. And then also members of his household, mm -hmm. being member of God's household. And then this church, this group of people, so we are just something so special. Yeah. Um, and then of course the Christ himself is the cornerstone. That's what I remember from childhood. And I, was, I, I always go and study more and more about it. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. So, you don't have the dwelling word in this. Yeah, because the dwelling is something that it's, 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 yeah, it's a lovely, lovely word. So, God doesn't change his mind or laws or rules. Um, and we are members of his household, and just like we, as a church, so we, we belong to him. Great job. Um, uh, well, um, my background was kind of different, because I, I came from a, a non-religious background, and uh, I guess... Um, you know, I was uh, in my mid-thirties and, uh, um, you know, running a business and, you know, very consumed with uh, just, you know, uh, life and having, meeting the needs of my family and children and, you know, meeting my own needs whenever or desires uh, as I could. And I guess um, I would say that uh, Joan uh, went ahead of me in terms of you know, the spiritual journey. And, uh, and I probably, you know, just kind of sat back initially and, I, you know, I would have been very skeptical of religion of any kind, to be honest, and uh, uh, felt that, you know, if, if, you, uh, if you had religion, you know, it's just because you, you know, you weren't sort of competent enough to be, you know, <laughs> you know a self-made man, you know, there's <laughs> something wrong with you. <laughs> but... Um, you know, it was like, oh yes. So I would, I would look very condescendingly, I suppose, or patronising in some way. Not overtly, but I would probably feel that in my heart. Now, um, 
you know, but uh, I think when Joan went, went along to church, you know, at the beginning, that's, that journey, I, I suppose, I, you know, I would have just said, it's completely ludicrous to think I would ever become, you know, a Christian, uh, let alone go to any kind of religious uh, group uh, on a regular basis. But, uh, you know, I, I started to go uh, because Joan wanted me to come along, so, okay, I went a few times after... But, you know, the thing that really uh, impacted me, I, I guess, is really more the way that Joan changed after she, uh, you know, met uh, uh, this church and, uh, and met some people, so the Bible, and the way that she changed, that impacted me. I was living, uh, you know, I wasn't a particularly faithful husband, uh, and, uh, you know, our marriage wasn't, you know, as it would be, as you really want it to be. And uh, deep down, I was probably, you know, quite ashamed of the way I was, and not really dealing with the sin, and just you know, uh, justifying it because it felt good, uh, and uh, you know, met some. Uh, uh, well, I wouldn't say they were needs really; they were just selfish desires. Um, but uh, I think the thing that really helped me to change was actually just an appreciation of the Bible um, more than anything else. I mean, I was I was impacted by the church. Uh, in the sense of, you know, what, what struck me as being quite unusual was the multicultural nature of the church. I'd never been to a church, we went to a few churches together, um, and they were either, you know, very, very sort of, uh, what we call, stern, and, and uh, I, mean, I remember one church made me feel very uncomfortable. It was very, very sort of uh, almost regimental. Um, you know, and I always felt I was in a sort of national front sort of kind of a place, you know. Uh, whereas, whereas the, uh, you know, the other church was a bit mad because people were sort of, you know, flailing around and, uh, and, and that, you know, I found a bit strange, although you know, I probably could understand it a bit more now. But uh, um, the, the thing that really uh, struck me, I think, was just the uh, appreciation of, um, you know, Timothy Lauren, I think, was the first person. Those of you who remember Tim Lauren, um, he uh, he studied the Bible with me. Uh, he was the first person, and then I think you know, Chris was involved, Chris Pertles, and, uh, and Ben Brady. Um, I think I, I had the full treatment because I think I think everybody in the church studied the Bible with me at some point. You know, I went, you know with uh, um, what's his name, Chris. Uh, Miss Chris McGrath and Mark Templer. Uh, I remember coming to the first service and thinking, you know, Mark Templer was like one of those TV evangelists. He was shouting, <laughs> screaming, and something. This guy's nuts. Uh, but then I heard Doug Arthur speak, and Doug Arthur came, you know, I came away from that thinking, actually, I, I have to admit, he actually made a lot of sense. Um, and it appealed to me. Uh, and I think just looking at the scriptures and uh, the Bible just gave me a sort of I don't know, a, a kind of rock uh, or a foundation, I think is the right word, just to think, well, you know, it, it made sense that, you know, if there was a God, he would, he would you know, somehow give us some, some kind of guide as to how to know him and how yeah. to connect with him. Mm. And I think that's what it's all about, you know. Uh, at the beginning, I would have been much more sort of, you know, rules and regulations, but today, you know, 25 years or nearly there, uh, so later, I would be thinking about, well, you know, it's all about really getting to know Jesus mm -hmm. and getting to know God. And so, you know, the scriptures, I, I shared some, one scripture that really also shared. Um, you know, 
just uh, knowing the truth and how the truth will set us free. And I think that appealed to me is, you know, to know the truth, uh, and that uh, there was a truth outside of my life experience and my own perspective. Uh, and that made sense. If there was a God, there would be, you know, God would have, he would know more than me, right? And I figured that, I figured that out and I understood that. And so logically, I, you know, coming from a sort of medical background, you know, being very much into sort of, you know, double-blind, randomly controlled trials, and, you know, knowing that everything is properly, you know, studied out, and, you know, we make assumptions based on, you know, good facts, you know, this is the kind of my background. And, um, and then it was very impacting for me to have, you know, to read someone like Jesus saying, well, you know, I am the way, you know, there is no other. And that was like, well, that's a bold statement. And at first it was like, oh, don't be silly. But then, you know, it was like, then, it, then it was like, well, you know, you know, if there was a God, he, he would want to make it quite clear to us, not that there were just lots and lots of different ways, because then, you know, how would you, how could you really build your life on something? Um, so that made sense to me. And I think the, 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 the phrase that I... Uh, a verse I really still, to this day, um, you know, think is still very important. Is if Jesus just says, "If you really knew me," mm. and I think our journey as Christians is just about really getting to know Jesus mm. and getting to know God through Jesus. Here's the exact representation. And then the, the final scripture was actually quite. Um, I would say was a scripture that had a, a massive impact on me in terms of just helping to me to make a decision. Because I was quite stuck, you know. Um, there was part of me who was saying, you know, okay, I'm going to do this, I'll do that, change my life, you know. And, um, and, you know, I read Matthew 7, which talks about knocking on the door and, you know, asking and finding, and God will, you know, God is going to answer that knock and answer the, the uh, um, you know, we seek. And uh, just, you know, he says, you know, trust in, your, uh, trust in the Lord in all your ways, you know. Uh, and particularly, do not be wise in your own eyes. Um, you know, and I think, you know, I was definitely very wise in my own eyes. Um, yeah, maybe some of you will understand that too. Um, but the, the fact is that, you know, he, he desires to uh, connect with us. Um, and Jesus is, is, is just such an amazing you can't say just person, but you know, just you know, the fact of Jesus is just something amazing. Right. That you know, He came, and uh, and the whole Jesus story, if you like, is just uh, astonishing. Really, uh, it makes no sense yet. I think that's the strength and the power of it. Uh, and you know, just to recognise that, well, if I, if I can really just trust in God, you know, I just said, okay, I'm just going to do it. I trust. Jesus says, trust me. You know, just believe. I said, okay, there's the only way I'm going to find out if it's going to work. And, um, and um, so uh, 25 years, or nearly 25 years later, 24 years later, we're, you know, we're still here. Um, but I think, you know, I, I think it's still a journey, and I think this is just a start. The foundation is a start, and we continue to grow and learn. And uh, I'll be sharing more about that on Sunday. Yes, uh, just a few reactions. What do you notice that came to share? 
and where will it start? <coughs> Just your immediate reaction. I, I think everybody talks about the impact that, that they see in people in the, in the congregation. Okay. So, so you walk into the room and you spend some time with the group. We can't underestimate that, can we? The much, how much each of us together has such an impact. I have to make a point, what else? And I just think it's really interesting thinking about like hearing other people's way into like the church and like a relationship with God. And I think it just makes me think about like what mine was. And I just think it's really interesting for all of us as Christians and disciples just to really think about what brought us to church and what really is like our foundation. So I know for me, hearing what everyone said, like I just kind of, it's like just planted a seed for like the weekend and the week to just think about like what were my foundations and what still are my foundations and convictions into my faith and my relationship with God. And I just think that's a real um, exciting thing to be able to share like collectively that we're doing um, in these lessons really. It's amazing how different some of we are as well. Yeah. Like Rudy came from his South African churchy sort of um, needed that re-straightening out path. Then we have the guys who I don't know how we describe your background. And he was just so sure of himself. He was very clearly brilliant. Um, but the thing about the foundational studies is no just one way of studying the Bible thing. We, there isn't like some sort of program of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. It's more matter of meeting people where they're at. The purpose for of tonight is to encourage us um, uh, to be inspired and confident that with God's help we can help a lot of people. And I want to encourage us to, uh, um, to make most of our our studies, we have some very good studies. Um, they're clearly spell out different studies, to be honest. Different studies help different people. Um, same size fits all isn't the way it is. But also, just how confident we can be in helping other people. I want to encourage us to have that confidence um, to get into the battle with people. Um, you know, there was a huge chance, I don't think we'll meet two people the same, but the scriptures will answer the needs. So if I just encourage you and inspire you and uh, to have that confidence that we really can help people. Um, and we don't know what we're doing, but God will help us. And. We all know the scriptures are being fairly well. It's just a matter of really using those. Um, uh, a scripture that um, I just close out with is, um, is in 1 Peter uh, chapter 3, verse 15. says, But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer. To everyone 
who asks you to give the reason for the hope you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. Um, the, the great need for us, we just have faith um, to get involved with our neighbours, um, to open the scriptures with people, um, and maybe you feel like, you know, this board study will really help somebody. Maybe you won't. But just have the confidence that we can really make a difference. Speak to that. Let's come to a prayer. Um, Father, we thank you for tonight. Um, thank you for sharing, hearing, um, Rudy sharing, and the guys sharing, continue sharing. Um, and it's quite sobering, really. Um, we can't help but be struck just how different and different needs are, are so prevalent with different people. Father, give us the faith and the confidence um, to, uh, to open the scriptures with people. And Father, to be sure that you will help us. In Jesus' name, Mary. Amen. Thank you. Thanks, Tim. Thank you.